Network is a podcast featuring active service members who discuss thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion is This session is brought to you by Aloha Puddin'. The only aloha you need is aloha puddin'. Find them at alohapuddin.com. That's aloha, P-U-D-D-I-N dot com. I Got Next, the app for athletes, helping athletes find pickup games in their area. Find them at igotnextshop.com. That's igotnextshop.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunny G, on the mic, on the horn. We back, ladies and gentlemen, after a week break, uh, after having uh, Jackie Barnum on, Captain Jackie Barnum, excuse me. Um, so if you don't follow us, like us, or subscribe us, get get to it, chop it up. That's a direct order for all the Marines under my charge. Uh, but just kidding. We have a special guest. If you don't, ladies and gentlemen, just go ahead and follow. Like, if you don't, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me either way. My feelings are not hurt. I promise. But we have a special guest hailing in from Lake Placid. I'll I'll let the introduction uh, be the introduction. But again, follow, like, subscribe, all social media platforms, uh, and I mean wherever you get your podcast. But I would prefer Spotify if you know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have a special guest by the name of Captain Riley, and you can you can yell at me, ma'am, if you uh, if I pronounce this incorrectly. Tejek. Close. It's uh, T-Jack. T-Jack. Wow. Okay. It was very well. T-Jack. That's easier than I thought. Uh, but again, formalities are, uh, ma'am, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Uh, but uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. You are a busy, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this word amazingly, Olympian. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on uh, during your training, taking the time. Uh, we got a couple questions, but first, first, before we get started, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, Riley. Where are you from? Married with kids? How long have you served and in what capacities? Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me on. You know, I, I believe everyone's busy. It's just the priorities. And anytime I get to talk to another Marine, I, I'm super eager and excited. So thank you for giving me a platform, first of all. But um, for everybody, yep, my name is Riley T. Jack. I'm an active duty Marine in I am stationed right now in Quantico, Virginia. As mentioned, I'm actually here in Lake Placid at the Olympic Training Center. Um, we are getting ready for season and getting ready to fly all over the world and country and really excited for that. I have been in the Marine Corps. I commissioned in May of 2019, but I actually started my journey of officer candidate school as 2016, so right after my freshman year. So it's, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now I live in the Washington, D.C. region, um, myself and two of my cats, and I'm on Team USA's national team. I'm not Olympian yet. I just want to oh. clarify that, um, but I'm, that's, you know, Lord willing, that's, that's where we're going. Absolutely. You got to speak it into, and speak it into existence, Riley. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for you. So, uh, it, it's, it's again, an honor and a pleasure to have you. I don't know anybody that's out there besides you. So, uh, I appreciate the tool in the toolbox and the point of contact now. Uh, but uh, let's get right to it. I know that uh, you got – I'm short with time and you're short with time, uh, but 
so now that we know that you're in the Marine Corps captain, United States Marine Corps, uh, the only branch that anybody should ever serve in, but we know that's not, that's not the case. Um, has the Marine Corps benefited you right now? It gave you a platform. Are you using that platform to be there now in Lake Placid? So actually, I was in the Marine Corps before anything in bobsled-related actually happened. Um, I was a Division One college softball player, so I played softball at George Washington University, um, and I never thought in my life I wanted to be a Marine. So the Marine Corps um, happened once I met a Marine recruiter my freshman year. We actually just stumbled upon each other and, and met, and I loved everything he had to say. So the Marine Corps was always my goal since. 2015, mm. like three weeks into starting in college, I called my parents, told them I wanted to be in the Marine Corps, and my mom cried, and my dad said, absolutely not. Well, now, they're two of the most proud parents that you'll ever meet in your life, but sports was always actually an afterburner. Even though I had a Division One college softball scholarship, I was training to be the best Marine I could, and all my decisions were based off of being a Marine, which is why I studied Russian, which is why I would train an extra two or three hours a day on top of 40 hours a week as a Division One athlete, to be the best Marine. So Bobsa didn't really come into the picture until afterwards. So I would actually say it was more, you know, I wanted to be the best Marine. It was COVID. I saw an opportunity, and I saw a way to benefit the Marine Corps and boost morale. And truthfully, it started after I found out about the Marine Corps sports team and that the Marine Corps had this. And I saw, like, what it did for a unit when they had an athlete compete mm -hmm. and what it meant to bring something back. And I never thought in a million years I would be able to be an active duty Marine and balance, you know, a, a high team USA career path. But the Army and the AIM, or excuse me, the Air Force and the Army have a WCAP program, World Class Athlete Program, where their billet is to be an athlete full time. Wow. Now, me, on the other hand, um, I'm here, so I'm working remotely and work, I'm training to be the top level athlete and giving about five to six hours a day into being a Marine and then making trips back and forth. So what you don't see is I just spent 18 hours in a car driving back and forth to make work for two days to be there for my Marine. So yes, the Marine Corps has given me a lot um, and I am so proud to like represent them and help with recruiting and, and share my story about what it's like to be in the Marine Corps because I decided to stay, I decided to career designate and I can't wait to continue on um, with my career in the Marine Corps. So it sounds like you're going to be a 30-year lifer, huh? <laughs> I, I, we'll see what the Lord has planned, but um, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed. Ah, that's what's up. Hey, freaking, I'm, sh I'm sure you'll take command eventually. My name is Gunnar Sharn Israel Garcia, 139789974. I'm a great administrative chief, so if you want to bring me under your, uh, under your wing in terms of the next Commandant of the Marine Corps, I'm all for it, you know? <laughs> Say less. Say, Say less. less, right? Um, so it sounds like... The Marine Corps kind of fell in, uh, fell into your hands, even though you had aspirations to be a Marine. It just kind of, it was divine. It kind of, you kind of interacted through school and it just happened and clicked. And, and we're glad you're here, ma'am. And we're glad you're here uh, representing the Marine Corps. Uh, it's a big thing, Riley. So hey, hats off to you. Uh, there's not too many of us and uh, you can wear that hat, dual hat, because working full time, right? You're still going, traveling back and forth. And now that you're, in, you know, trying not to be a U.S. Olympian, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. So it's obviously a good thing. You know, obviously I wish, it sounds like we wish that the Marine Corps kind of follows suit in terms of the Army and Air Force uh, full-time athlete, right? But again, I understand we, we're not 
that's not what we're here for. We're here to pew, pew, win wars, you know what I mean? So, uh, but uh, anyways, so now that you're in the Marine Corps, now that you're doing these things, uh, before I get, you know, before I get into it, what's your, uh, what's your job? What are you doing now in Quantico? Or DC, yep, sorry. So I'm in, yeah, so I'm an 04, 02 logistics officer. Um, I live in DC, but I work in Quantico. So you're right there. Okay. Um, so being a logistics officer, I'm in kind of a B billet per se. So this is my, I just got, um, I was the S4 officer at Camp Pendleton at Mile 39. Transition over here. I'm actually at EWS, Expeditionary Warfare School. Um, but I'm not a student. I'm support staff. So I am like supply and logistics combined for a school of over 300 people, um, captains in the Marine Corps, and then international students, as well as students from uh, sister services. So I'm really overseeing all curriculum and development, running the budget, running logistical movements for the students and everything like that. It is non-deployable, and um, I'm blessed enough to be in Quantico, where then I'm able to tap in and do a lot of work with recruiting or with national partnerships or JROTC and stuff like that. So it's really the location that's prime and then being close to Lake Placid that, yep, it's about a eight, nine hour drive that I'm, that I'm making all the time. That's crazy. But, uh, uh, so has this like been, you have a, you obviously have a brand, obviously it's Riley. Oh God darn it. T Jack, T Jack, right? T Jack. Yeah. T Jack. T Sorry. <laughs> so you have a brand. It's, it's not only a captain, it's a, uh, an aspiring U S Olympian. How do you how do you manage the two and you know obviously time here time there time with your Marines time with your family how do you manage all that? Yeah, I I would love to tell you that I have it down. It's it's a working progress and something I've learned is it's not we'll never have enough time in the day, right? There's never enough time to sleep, eat, talk to other people you want to the things. So it really comes down to time management and what's important. And I will say and I say this all the time, my Marines come first. I joined the Marine Corps first. I I. You know, I read an oath, like, that is my primary responsibility. Exactly. And so anything that the Marines need, and it's happened. I'm in the middle of practice, about to go down the hill, and I get a call from my Marine. I'm like, hey, what's the situation? What's going on? And, like, that's that. Um, after that comes, you know, my athletics. Unfortunately, after that comes being a friend, family, a person, all that stuff. So I have yet to go to Thanksgiving, and let alone really Christmas in the past three years. Um, because I told the Marine Corps, you know, you guys give me time in the winter, I give you time back. So when everyone is on leave and all that stuff, I'll take the duties on Christmas. I'll take, you know, the duties on Thanksgiving. I'll be here. Let me give back. Work with me. I'll work with you. I'm someone that I'm not a taker. I'm a giver. And so trying to make this, you know, as, as realistic and ideal for all parties as possible. Um, but, yeah, I've had to neglect certain things like unfortunately sometimes sleep is the first one to go and I know Marines know what that feels like um but every day I just try to tell myself what's important where are my priorities for me personally my number one priority is is my faith and like being a being a Christian that's what I see first second that is the Marine Corps after that it's athletics and then you know things get sprinkled in from time to time and unfortunately you know if you have friends or people that don't understand what you're trying to do and they get frustrated about not having your time you know, maybe they're not really your real friends. So I've had to learn the hard way with things mm. and uh, how to say no to a lot of things as well. But have dreams and goals, and if everyone would do it, it would be easy. And no one's done it before. So, you know, that means I have to kind of be the guinea pig and just try to make a way so more Marines can follow and suit about what I'm doing. Absolutely. Uh, 
we're going to hit a little, you know, we're going to hit everything you just touched there. Let's start with uh, your priorities here, your priorities, spiritual, spirituality, right? Being a Christian, uh, having God first centered life. How does that uh, help you? Or, you know, how do you find time for that as well? Because again, it's a relationship based uh, religion. Uh, How do you find time for that? And, And how do you make it a priority with all this thing going on? Yeah, I, what I try to do is every day I wake up, that's the first thing I do. I notice that people want to go straight to their phone and, you know, check Instagram, check the text. I try to wake up, make sure, you know, there's no 911 <laughs> if I didn't wake up. And then I, I read my Bible. I spend some quiet time. Even if it's five minutes, I'll read a chapter in the Bible, and I get my mind straight for the day. And then I try to be very um, intentional before meals, just to myself, to say a prayer of, like, you know, Thanksgiving about what I'm about to put in my body and just, like, awareness. And then... Every Sunday, I actually still try to attend church as best as possible in person. I'm really big on that. And then wherever I am, um, especially if I'm away from home in my home church, uh, we hold athlete Bible studies. So myself and several of the bobsledded skeleton athletes, we get together and we prioritize that because we need we know that in any environment, but especially you know a Team USA one with high high stakes, high pressure environment, we need to be faith centered. So I try to start my morning like that I have certain kind of like reminders like meals or Sundays or you know we do Monday night Bible studies that's kind of like my battle rhythm and once it becomes a habit it's really hard to veer off of that yeah that's good that's good it, 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 priorities ladies and gentlemen if you didn't hear her number one priority is God-centered life and everything kind of trickles down from there agreed um I appreciate you sharing your faith on this podcast. It's it's very important that Marines have a spiritual uh, foundation, whatever that case, whatever it is. I think it's part of you know being a sound, you know, physically fit, mentally fit, and uh, you know, emotionally fit. It's spiritual spirituality, holistic well being is is important. Um, so thank you for that, uh, Riley. I appreciate it. Um, you have a brand. Obviously, we know that you have a lot of time going on this, that, and the other. As I mentioned earlier, uh-huh. have you? Uh, has the Marine Corps better prepared you for your future business endeavors or is that kind of to the wayside, right? Cause I'm focused on this. I'm focused on that. Yeah. The Marine Corps. Absolutely. The Marine Corps has given me so much that sometimes you don't realize right away. And so I might not say, Oh, the Marine Corps has given me this business savvy mind, but the Marine Corps has taught me um, how to be a leader, how to advocate for yourself, how to speak up to people about things that you want and also reciprocate down to decentralized control. Because what you're talking about is my brand. You know, there's a lot of things that I want to stand for, and I want young girls to be able to look at me and be like, I want to be a Marine because, you know, I saw that Riley was, but I can't do this on my own. And so it's the Marine Corps has given me, like, the business sense, um, structure, how to how to speak, um, confidence in myself, knowing how to, knowing what I'm worth and knowing how to communicate that. So that's something that the Marine Corps has really given me. And also, as, as bad as it sounds, it's giving me connections. Yeah. You know, I've met some amazing people that maybe they serve four years, maybe they do the full 30. But afterwards, Marines are so motivated and dedicated that we continue to do great things. That's just that's just what we do. That's who we are. And so I've been able to stay in contact with people that have gone out into the real world, got the community that I've connected with, that they've connected with me, that we can kind of like help like keep this going for all of us so we're all being successful. So I think in more ways than one, the Marine Corps has set me up without, you know, giving me business classes or marketing classes, but it's taught me skills that no other job would have. Nice. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps, if you didn't hear that, you're welcome and thank you very much. Uh, that's <laughs> solid, uh, solid. So I appreciate that too because, you know, um, some people focus on this, focus on that, and they leave the Marine Corps to the wayside because they're focused on their brand. And you're not really focused on the brand. You're focused on, you know, what you do, uh, logistics. And for me, logistics wins wars. That's all I'm saying. I just read a book, so I read. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but you have since we you know since you're on social media since you're marketing yourself so to speak right you're 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 in a good limelight in terms of the marine corps you're you're putting them out as a as a good organization and they are um do you have any uh social media advice like hey this is bad this is good service members need to do this before we before you answer that question riley i i want to hit um the you're on here uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule. And the biggest thing in for me on this podcast is how do we help other service members? You touched it, right? Whether you're four or 30, it doesn't matter. You know, you're a Marine 24 seven, even if you get out and you're not wearing the uniform, but we lose sight of that kind of, once we transition out, we drop them. And I appreciate that because this, this platform is for service members, helping service members, whether they're active reserve in or out, uh, disabled, whatever the case may be, we have to, if it sounds like when you, the concept of when I eat, you eat kind of thing, right? Uh -huh. And I see that you're you're forward thinking and you're always helping out them and there. Uh, so I appreciate that. So if you can touch a little bit more on that, how how does that how does that help you as a person, Riley? How do, and how does that help them, the transitioning service member, whether they're in or out for a long time? I've I've noticed that there is a sense of being in a, a sense of community that we're all searching for as people. All of us want to be a part of something. We want to feel seen. We want to feel valued. We want to feel heard. And I think the Marine Corps gives you that. I feel like the Marine Corps, I tell everyone, we're all tactical athletes and we're part of one of the best organizations in the world, truly. I mean, I, I love the Marine Corps more than anything. I've had bad experiences. Don't get me wrong. But overall, I can't imagine doing anything different. And I think when people transition or they're active duty versus reservists, people feel isolated. Well, I'm not a part of that community anymore. I don't have that sense of belonging. People um, look at me differently maybe because of like, oh, I'm a female Marine. I'm an enlisted Marine. I'm a uh, reservist, you know, like whatever that is. And I just want to let people know, like, I don't care who you are, what you are, any of that kind of stuff. Like you belong here. You have a community that wants to support you, that wants to love on you, that wants to listen to what you have to say. And we want you to feel valued because you are. And anyone that served, I don't care what capacity, I don't care if you deploy, I don't care if you haven't, we share something. We are uncommon folks pursuing a common goal. And that's what makes us so unique. And that goal doesn't just stop once you decide to, you know, hang up the cami. So something that I really want people to know is, you know, how to be yourself, still feel included and create an environment where active service members and reservists and veterans all feel like they have somewhere to go. We have a commonality. We can all rally behind something and give that, um, give them their voice back. Mm. And so that's kind of what I seek to set out. And I feel like social media, a lot of people are hesitant with it. And I understand why. There's a lot of bad things that can come from social media, especially with our Marines, um, with anybody. And we know that. However, it's an easy way to connect people from all over the world to share that common goal, even though we're uncommon folks that we can come together and rally behind it. And so for me, it's not about building my brand. I don't care if people re remember my name. Like, I, I could care less. It's about how people feel and, and being inspired. So one, I want people to say, what's different about her? Okay, her face. Maybe that's something I should look into. 
second, I want people to say, wow, if she could do that, then I could do this. And whatever that this is for people, I want to get my story out there, not for me, but so people get a fire lit under their butt. Because I swear, I'm telling you, what happened to me was after I got to this mysterious fleet, I lost my why. Like, what was next? Hmm. I had goals and I had things that I wanted to hit, right? Perfect. Division one scholarship. Division one softball scholarship. Got it. You know, go into the Marine Corps. Got it. Learn Russian. Got it. You know, commission. Go to the basic school. Get my MOS I wanted. Okay, I'm at the fleet. And what am I working towards? And so I see that all the time in Marines. The hardest part was boot camp. The hardest part was officer candidate school. And then once you get here, sure, if you want to do good on the PSP, CSP, sure, there's promotion. But what are you trying to pursue to make you a better person? Or what gets you going in the morning? What is your why, I call it? And so what I try to do when I talk to people is that I was just like you guys. I didn't even know what the sport was a couple years ago. And sports not, might, may not be your thing. But daggone it, you're a Marine and we share something in common. We are gritty and we are go-getters and we are fighters. And we are smarter than everyone thinks. And we are physically extremely fit. So what do you want to do with your time? You have it. Maybe you want to be a mom. Maybe you want to get your real estate license. Maybe you want to continue athletics. I don't know what that is. But there's people that have a burning desire in their heart to do something. I'm trying to pull that out from people and be like, what is that? And how can we as an organization support you as a warfighter, but also making you a better person so we can give you back to society, whatever that time is, as a better person. And you continue on to make a good name for the Marine Corps. And I think that's what I'm trying to like get at from people. I want to like inspire them, you know, and public speaking is like my favorite thing ever. So if anyone's listening to this, I am more than happy to ever talk to anybody of all ages and try to help kind of get that purpose, get that fulfillment that people are searching for. Absolutely. But it ha- you know, for you, it sounds like your your first priority is, hey, just so you know, I'm grounded and rooted in my in my spirituality. So that's that's a must for you. So and if it's a must for you, it's probably a must for somebody that is inspired or aspires to be you or in your shoes. Excuse me. Um, so. This is great. You're going to re-enlist me. I'm, I'm already want to do another four after that. That's just your great motivational speaker. Jesus, I'll pay for a ticket. Um, so you're busy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very busy. How do you find time to schedule everybody a time here, everybody time there? Again, I'm the, I'm at the lowest level possible. And again, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Uh, but how do you find the time and make the time? You know, you did mention it earlier, but everybody wants a piece of, you know, Riley T-Jack. Did I say that right? God darn it. Yeah, you're good. Okay, <laughs> T-Jack, yeah. Everybody wants a piece of Riley. You know, I want to get her on. I want to talk to her. I want to I want to be inspired. How do you how do you manage that? I will tell you this. It's all the way back to my why. And my, my why and my goal number one is, is to spread the gospel and love on others. And so based off of my faith and my perspective, I don't see value, right, in the sense of like, oh, big level podcast, have to prioritize them first. Or, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a general, I have to be on and that's going to take priority. I value each and every person the same. And so for me, when I get an opportunity, I look at the quality over the quantity. Hmm. If I can give my time to make one person's life better, to make one person feel seen, to make one person feel valued, to motivate one person, that's enough for me. Yeah. By the time... You know, the good Lord takes me off of this earth. I want to look down and be like, Lord, I try to populate your kingdom. And if I couldn't do that, I try to give love and kindness to all people that I possibly can. So, yes, I'm extremely busy, like I said. But if there's a chance for me to talk one off to someone who wants to be in the Marine Corps, 
talk to someone who's inspiring to be an athlete or be on a podcast that I don't care how many people listen, even if it's just your mom. Maybe, you know, your mom gets inspired from it, and then I did my job because I can just be there to give it, and then the Lord can work from there. So the way I see it is I'm not above anything rank-wise. I don't like putting any value status on anything I do because my ultimate goal is, is to give back and to love on people. And again, going back to it, if I can inspire one person, then I did something right. And I can live with that. Uh, all right. Jesus, that's session two. That was $75 plus $75. You just made $150. Easy day. So to my next, uh, demographically speaking, yes, I know that there's a lot more males in, you know, in, the, in the military than females. And not every job is for everybody, right? Not, not every woman wants right. to do something relative to whatever it is that they're doing. But how do you? How does being a female either enhance your opportunities right now that you're what you're doing, or how does it, you know, not hinder, but how you, the stepping stones that you're you're facing now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I I tell everybody, you know, I I take pride in being a female marine. I take pride in being a marine. A marine is a marine is a marine. Um, but being a part of like a female or being who you are, your ethnicity, your race, your gender, whatever it is, that is what makes you unique. So I think hold on to that, but don't let that be a barrier for entry. Hmm. And so there's, there's a twofold, right? Be proud of that. I am proud to be a female Marine. Not a lot of people are, but I'm also not, oh, I'm a female Marine, so I, I'm not as good as everybody else. Not, not the case at all. So uh, the way I kind of see it is it's helped me in the sense of I didn't, I never wanted to be a Marine because I never saw a female Marine. I never saw a female service member growing up in Indiana. So because I didn't envision it, I didn't ever think I could be it. Hmm. And so my goal and my platform and, and stuff on there too is to normalize that. Because people say all the time, I mean, I, like I don't talk about it all the time, but I'll be in the in civilian attire and be like, oh, there are people like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm in the military. Oh, what branch? I'm a Marine. And they're like, really? <laughs> and like my, my, my friends will look and be like, yeah, dude, like she's freaking tough. What do you, what do you mean? It's like, oh, I just, I don't think Marines look like that. Oh. And I, I don't know how to perceive that. Like it happens more often than you would think. Um, but I can start normalizing that fun. You never seen it. Well, guess what? Now you have. So if you see someone else that looks like that, you're not going to say that again. Um, how it's hindered me, I guess there are certain stereotypes of the Marine Corps being male dominated, certain roles and stuff. Honestly, I could care less about people think. I mean, I've had people that have told me that, you know, they don't believe Marines or females should be in leadership positions. They've never worked for a female Marine, this, that, the other. I don't see any different than anything else. I'm like, that's your opinion. I'm not going to work that much harder to make you like me or prove to you mm. that I'm, I'm, I'm worth this job. I'm like, I've known I've worked hard. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I've, you know, earned the rank of captain in the Marine Corps and I'm going to act like it. And if you don't think that, then that's on you. I'm not going to alter my behavior to change that. Um, and you know, it's been told to me that I was going to have, um, some struggles being in the Marine Corps. And honestly, I've had nothing but success being a female Marine officer. I've had males come up to me and say, hey, you're you're very empathetic. And I feel like I can tell you, ma'am, I've actually been struggling with suicide and I've never been able to tell anyone about this my whole time in the Marine Corps. Cool. You know, maybe he wouldn't have done that if he was under a different leader. Maybe he would have. I don't know. But I know that everyone offers something different. Every leader is different. And to be authentic to who you are means being who you are. Yeah. For me, I'm proud to be a woman. I'm proud to be a Christian. That means I don't curse. I don't really drink. <laughs> I don't I don't drink caffeine. I don't do, <laughs> um, like, nicotine. So people look at me like, you're not a Marine. And I'm like, 
I've gotten this far, but this is who I am. So to anyone out there that might feel isolated or stuff, just stay true to who you are. Um, Whether if everyone likes you, I would say you're doing something wrong. Because then what are you standing for? Mm. Go into a room. No, people may not like you, but they'll respect you, you know, when you earn it. And that's that. So that's kind of how I see that. It's a, it can be a touchy subject for people. I don't really mind. I think being a woman is my superpower. And so I'm just going to embrace it. Absolutely. Yeah, Brad, thank, thank you for that. Hey, for the ladies listening out there, because, again, it's a small percentage for this podcast for some reason. I don't know why. But um, for the ladies listening out there, it, it's coming from from come from you right because it, it means something when it comes from you not from me right i could mm-hmm. say i could run my mouth all day but if it comes from you it means something and having a platform uh to do so and to be inspired is is very important so i appreciate that too um do you do you obviously you're obviously a recruiter whether you want to want to be or not uh, do you have some do you have some recommendations that uh two women that want to pursue military they want to pursue the marine corps what, and pursue similar ventures as you, what are, what are some advice you can give them? Yeah, the first advice that I would say is there's a seat at the table for you. I see so many people all the time, well, I want to join the Air Force because I see a lot more women. I'm like, look around. Like, if you look hard enough, I can introduce you to a million female Marines that are freaking incredible, incredible people that at some point had some self-doubt of whether or not they, they belong. So first off, you have a seat at the table. Second off, it's hard. It's going to be hard. I didn't join this organization being able to run three miles fast and do 15 pull-ups. Like, that, that didn't exist. And so you don't have to be what you think you might have to be to come in. Trust that the Marine Corps does their job, that they mold you, and they make you into mm. a Marine. I didn't really shoot weapons. I didn't know the difference between a corporal and um, a sergeant major versus a general. I could not tell you any of that stuff growing up. And I also can tell you I showed up to officer camp school with my hair down. Because I didn't know any better. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So trust the process. You don't have to show up and be this, like, stud as an 18-year-old that, you know, checks all the boxes. Like, mm. trust that the Marine Corps is going to make you. So, one, you have to see at the table. Two, you don't have to be perfect. You're going to get molded into what you want to be. And, and three, you know, it's a life of service. And so if you're not ready to, to serve and give back and to be selfless, um, you're, in the wrong, you're in the wrong place. Um, the Marine Corps will always take priority. Your Marines are, are of the utmost importance. And we have incredible Marines from all walks of life, which is going to require all different things from a leadership perspective. Um, you know, we're not really in an active deployment zone mm. anymore. So when you're recruiting people in the, you know, post 9-11, it's, it's changed. So your call to service is truly about serving maybe in a different capacity than you think. And it's about the people. The Marine Corps will continue to change and get more advancements with technology and how you run things but it always comes back to the people mm. so be prepared to serve it's not about you it's about the people around you and there is going to have to be sacrifice because of that and shoot if you're not if you're still turned on after all those three things and to join the marine corps then we are here to help you get to that and so the last thing i would say to that is ask for help there are people that have done it there are people that want to bring this organization to continue to be the best war fighting organization that the world's ever seen so let us help you don't be afraid to ask for help and um we're we're here to help mold you into that that marine mold to make you successful i'm gonna post this little snippet and see how many see how many women join after that i'm gonna gonna (laughs) ask my recruiter buddies um so it sounds like uh i mean you could agree i mean maybe maybe you could agree but again this is a this is an opinion based question that's gonna i'm gonna ask you here 
in terms of uh, diversity and equity and moving in the right direction in terms of females in the Marine Corps and females in the military as as a whole, do you think we're in, uh, in moving in the right direction as an organization, as a Marine Corps? Or, you know, obviously everybody can always improve and that sort of thing. But in, in terms of your opinion, are we in the right direction? In my opinion, absolutely. I think looking at it in the history and I see some of, you know, the females that are that are colonels and stuff, it was a lot worse back then in the sense of like diversity numbers who was there and i think it's getting more and more um populated with women we're seeing more and more people go through boot camp and officer candidate school and we're seeing a higher quality um my biggest thing that i will say to this this is my this is riley's opinion i just want the best so i don't care who the best is i obviously want to see more women i want that number to double from you know, five to eight percent of officers being females. I want that to double within the next 10 years. But I also don't I want that quality to remain the same. It's not increased. Hmm. And so what I want by this and what I say by this is I know there's women out there right now who are like me who wanted to to live for something bigger than them, who wanted to serve, who wanted to travel, who wanted to give back to their country because they're so patriotic and they're so thankful for the rights that we have here as a woman. I want those people because those people may not know that this is a career path for them. This is one that they could be very successful in. So as I want to populate and have those numbers go up, I want that quality to remain where we're getting the fittest and best people possible, male, female, whatever, to come in and continue to elevate everyone's game. Because I think we all know how it is in the Marine Corps. There's like those PT studs, right? Mm. And then there's sometimes like those McMap people or there's those just like intelligent people that you see and they're like the computer wizards or, you know, whatever, like they elevate the shop. They elevate the platoon when you have someone like that. So I want those people to constantly fluctuate in and kind of light that spark under people's butt who's been there for a while. Like, Oh my gosh. So, you know, private so-and-so is like a PT stud, a wizard at this. He can teach, he or she can teach me something that's going to elevate me. And the next thing you know, we all are elevated because of one person's impact. So I just want to find those people. I want to keep bringing them into the Marine Corps, and I want to elevate all of us as a as an organization. That's good. That's that's really good. I hope that they use that <clears throat> for the recruiting spiel for my recruiter buddies out there. That's a good one. That uh, yeah, that's a there's a there's a lot there, and and the biggest thing is uh, you said it earlier. Selfless. You you're in an organization to be selfless. It's not about you. It's about the group. It's about the fire team. It's about the platoon. It's about the company. It's about the organization as a whole. It's not about you. Uh, and you, you figure that out in boot camp, right? You got a baseline. You got obviously, right? You got a baseline to do, to figure out how do we relate all these ways of life coming into one fold and say, I want to do this. This is what we need to do. This is how we get there. And it sounds like that's the biggest priority. I don't think you should lose, you know, you don't, I don't want to lose quality either. And I don't think you either. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to keep the quality. So don't, don't, don't worry about the numbers. I think the numbers will be fine in terms of moving forward. So I appreciate that selfless service. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know this, this core is selfless. It's about everybody else. And it's, it's almost like it almost aligns with religious values in, in terms of yeah. selfless service. Right. You can, you can agree to that. Um, yeah. In the, sh- I don't know, short time, long time, whatever it is that, you, however you think that your Marine Corps has been gone, you experience some type of toxicity, right? Whether it be from males, whether it be from females, how do you handle that at your level right now? What you're doing with with what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of things, right? No one's perfect. The Marine Corps isn't perfect. 
you're going to find this stuff in every organization. Um, but one thing I've seen that that is that I've been trying really hard to break is, for whatever reason, because women, there's so few of us, I've seen women absolutely attack other women, um, hmm. regardless of rank, regardless of anything. We're harder sometimes on our own. And that breaks my heart, truthfully. Um, because it's like, well, this is how it was for me, or, oh, I'm going to isolate them because I'm the, I'm the fit female, I'm the cool one, and she's weird, so I don't like her, I'm going to isolate her and act like she hasn't gone through some of the same stuff that you have. Um, and, again, I can only speak for what I've experienced. And there's been times, you know, where you, you come in somewhere and the women are harder on you when they should maybe be your biggest ally because mm. you, you share something in common. Um, so how I've handled it is, like, I call it straight out. I don't care what rank you are, I don't care anything. So it's whether that, that's respectfully ma'am or if it's corporal hey guys like you know listen we've worked too hard to get here and i ma'am i look up to you you paved it away for me i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the work that you put in Mm. i'm your ally i I want to be like you i want to come like let's drop the weapons here like let's let's work together not to like be like oh we're females that just stick together but don't be overly hard on me or tell me that i have to go through some of the same things hard things you have and then vice versa you know to that corporal or to that, you know, sergeant or whoever, be like, hey, you know, we're on the same team. How many single moms are there out there that are Marines that do this by themselves? Why are you attacking them? Just because you've had it hard, you should have it so hard that you never want anyone to experience that anymore. Mm -hmm. So lend a helping hand. Put them under your arm. Hey, here's some things I've gone through as a female that my part. Here's what's a little bit different for me. Here's what's worked for me. Here's what haven't. And at at the end of the day, I'm your ally for any of the stuff that happens. Hey, career planning is a little bit different for us with children. It, it takes you it takes you out of deployment status for over a year. Hey, talk about that. What does that look like? Maybe your male counterparts aren't. And so I just I want to eliminate this um, culture sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes where women we attack our own. Hmm. And um, I, I it breaks my heart. And so I try to be very intentional about anyone that I meet, male, female, regardless. I treat them the same, but especially the women. Hey, like. Odds are, if you if you're going through something as a female, I've probably been through it too. And uh, how can yeah. I how can I help walk you through this? Um, That's good. And support each other. Yeah. That's real good. I, I talked to uh, Jackie Barnum last week. Said the same thing. It's weird how yeah. you know the dynamic is between between uh, females. I mean, I, it's probably between male and female too. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. I'm not naive to that. But yeah. you both said the same thing. It's like, hey, we're advocating for each other. Why put us down? Bring us up. We're on the same team. And it, it, even more so, we're on the same Marine Corps team. What? what why are you bringing me down? Bring me up with you. You know, you have the, you have things that I want to be. You have motivations that I don't have. You have asp- I, you have aspirations that. I want to be inspired by, and that's what you're doing here as as uh, uh, aspiring U.S. Olympian. Uh, and I hope that everybody listening is inspired, truly and truly motivated. Because again, we're on the same team, the same organization, and we're here to at the bit of the commander in chief, and we're here to win the nation's wars. We're the nation's nine one one. But the bigger picture, yes, we understand. But at the at the smallest level possible, ladies and gentlemen, we're on the same team. You know what I mean? And it, it, if it comes from you, it means something. Like I said earlier, it comes from you, it means something different. It's it's amplified vice to just me running my mouth as a male, you know. Unfortunately, that's the culture yeah. we live in now. But I appreciate you giving your two cents, your opinion on that. And if you if you didn't think that way, I hope your spirit, sphere of influence is, is influenced as a young Marine, as a young adult. And it sounds like you're combating the right way and not putting everything on Reddit like everybody else does, you know what I mean? So... 
That's good. Um, Riley, again, I know you're a busy, uh, a busy, a busy woman, especially out there in Lake Placid. Hey, do us proud as the Marine Corps. Um, I, one more question for you. Well, two, it's a two, two, two fold question. Uh, but again, do us proud out there. And, uh, cause there's not many Marines that are, or at least that right. I know, right. Or that currently are now aspiring to be a U.S. Olympian, especially in the winter Olympics. I'm a fan of the winter Olympics, but summer's fun because, you know, track and field, that's always fun too. Um, but winter Olympics is way more fun to, to watch anyways. Um, moving forward, uh, after this is all said and done, what are some of the ups and downs? You know, what are some of the tools to get where you're at in terms of Olympian? Like, hey, you know, you aspiring U.S. Olympian. Let's put the Marine Corps side. I get it. You are a Marine captain. Like, we got it. Thank you very much for your service. You're an athlete. What did you do to get where you're at now? How hard did you have to work to put yourself, uh, set yourself apart? Uh, I think hard work is relative. Um, right. Mm -hmm. People say I work all the time, but I had to sacrifice a whole lot, um, to get to where I am and, and to be this athlete status. You know, a lot of people are able to get to division one athletics or, you know, college athletics, whatever that looks like. Um, but to maintain it afterwards is, is tough. You know, one thing I would tell people, um, as a woman, I've had to put relationships aside, put, you know, children kind of on the back burner because I can't invest in that part of my life right now with what I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's been difficult. Um, balancing the Marine Corps, but also this, I mean, Team USA, what's required of me is I train six days a week um, and two workouts every other day. So it, it's grueling, it's intense. My body is my weapon. So I have to, you know, fuel it correctly with nutrition. I have to make sure I'm getting sleep, recovery, you know, and attending practices outside of, you know, I know we're not talking Marines, but outside of my Marine Corps career. How do I get to work out there when I have to do all these things? And so you have to really be committed to what you're going to do. For my sport, mm. I had to put on over 20 pounds. What the? That was tough. That was tough. It took me three years. 20 pounds um, of muscle? I finally hit. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I was supposed um, yeah. hey. I finally, yeah, I finally hit 170 pounds as a five foot seven female wow. um, this past summer. And that was a massive victory for me. The yeah. one that um, tears, honestly, of like, ups and downs and not being able to make my body right for what my sport was requiring of me mm. and shoving down 4,000 calories a day when I was not wanting to eat any more chicken and rice and broccoli. <laughs> I was over it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, what, what I've learned as an athlete, what I've learned of what this has taken, what, what this has took from me is you have to be big picture minded. You have to know what's required of you and you have to be able to put in the work. And it's not easy. Um, if it was easy, anyone would do it. And you have to have mental grit, fortitude, your faith. And then last thing, you have to have a community that supports you. Hmm. There's been more times than one where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I can balance being a Marine and, you know, being what's required of me for Team USA. And I'm not compared to my teammates. My teammates live here. My teammates are fully in. They don't they do not do jobs where they have to go back and forth. Um, but I've had my friends, my family, my, I call them my tribe, of close people that have stood behind me that remind me when times are tough, what I need to hear, how to keep going and, and give me faith and, and, and hope in myself maybe sometimes when I'm lacking it. And so when you have all of those things, you can set yourself up for success. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you got to hang it up in your athletic curtain and you have to make sure that when you walk away from athletics, you're looking and be like, did this make me a better person? Did I, did I achieve the things I wanted to? And if not, did I at least grow as a person? 
how did I influence my sphere of influence that are around me? And can I sleep with my head at night knowing that, hey, my identity wasn't rooted just in my sport. So mm. I was taken away from me. That's good. Hello. If you, if you didn't, if you missed this podcast, you better hurry up and listen to it. This is a good one. Um, thank you, Riley, again. T-Jack? Is that right? Oh, I'm, yep. getting, I'm getting better as the session goes on. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, I'll, the floor is yours for the last, however long you want to take. Uh, what's the last thing you want to leave off? Cherry on top. Hey, thank you for, you know, whatever it is that you want to say. And then uh, at the at the very end, just let them know your social media handles and where they can reach you if, you know, they want some inspiration, motivation, and dedication to to the core, your core, my core. Oh, my God. It's just cadence time. I'm about to go run. Uh, but, yeah, this is, the floor yeah. is yours. Hit it. Yeah, all, all I just want to say is, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you, you know, Gunny, for giving me a platform and, and allowing me to speak to everybody. Um, you know, if there's anyone out there who does want to reach out, who has her own questions, who maybe is inspired or maybe lacking motivation, uh, I'm here for you. I actually tell people I respond to all people um, as long as it's not inappropriate on social media. So I only have one Instagram, and I'm not on Facebook or TikTok. So anyone else who does <laughs> it is a fake account of me. Um, you can find me at Riley, R-I-L-E-Y dot E-J-A-C, C-E-K. Um, go ahead, message me, send me an email. I will always get back to you. I've, I've had phone calls with men and women of all ages following podcasts and stuff. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes me feel fulfilled. So please reach out. Um, thank you. And I hope that you got something from this. Okay. And if not, I will leave you with uh, my favorite verse. It's Joshua 1-9. Um, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is Oof. with you wherever you go. So go out there, be strong, be courageous. You are not alone, and we are here to help you in any way you need. Well, I'm not going to say anything after that. That's a well-written, well-said, well-versed ending. It's not like you, you, you've done that before. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, Riley Tijek, Captain, United States Marine Corps, thank you again for being on and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Uh, we'll be praying for you. Hopefully everything turns out the way you want and the way God intended, God intended for, for your life. And, uh, again, I'm rooting for you. Uh, hopefully you make it and, uh, I'll be watching from my TV here in Washington. So thank you very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Pit Talk Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunny G and we out. This session is brought to you by Rally Point Pro Shops, simplified online fundraising for America's warrior class. Find them at rallypointproshop.com. That's rallypointproshop.com. Shaka Bones, Honolulu, Hawaii. Tropic vibes and sketchy rides. Supporting and promoting Hawaii's motorcycle culture. Find them on shakabones.com. That's shakabones.com. Students, you are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it condition one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact.
guests, each are an active service member to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, you are discretion advice.